0: on the north side of chicago it's the coolest bar in town and if you go up there you better just be you're gonna find a bunch of clowns it's a mad mad crazy bar the whole damn place is just so bizarre full of all the vice and sin
1: and where do we even be Your Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of As the Ale House Turns. This is Pub Crawl, Liz,
2: and this is uh, the genius.
1: You forget to say the geriatric genius. Oh, it's a I very don't need the geriatric.
2: Don't be a bitch. Don't be a whiny little. <laughs> this bitch. This is
1: how we're gonna start out already. Well, Good it's, grief. I mean,
2: if you, you've got an ad no, it's
1: she's smack. wearing. It's fact. She's
2: wearing. Um, special Dyke electric shoes today. (laughs) They go all different colors and stuff like
1: that. I really like lights. I like, you know, twinkly lights. I like Christmas lights. I like lava lamps. Every every time I have a space, whether it's like a cubicle at some office that I've had in the past or my apartment or whatever, lighting is incredibly important to me. So I just keep getting stuff like that, and I found a magical pair of shoes. They are magical. That light up... (laughs) Every single color of the rainbow, and they're a lot of fun, and I wore them tonight just for you. Yeah, they're cool. Bruce. I dig
2: them. I dig them.
1: Well, that was a very derogatory way H- to describe How so? them.
2: How so? What's wrong with dyke shoes? Because
1: what the hell does the that mean? Thing,
2: the only thing I'd prefer is if they had, like, six-inch heels.
1: <laughs> Do you even know me?
2: Well, I know that you'd be six inches taller.
1: I think six six millimeters is about my, All right. my a- threshold.
2: Enough about your shoes. We have a very... We're
1: going to go straight into that?
2: Oh, w- straight, no. straight coming out of your mouth. That's a very oh, unusual good word. Grief. Okay. Let's talk Wait, a little about bit ta-
1: about what's happened this past week.
2: W- 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 okay. W- for instance, what?
1: Well, it was just Fourth of July. Yeah. Did you Did you do anything special to celebrate our country's independence?
2: Yeah, we uh, Hyde Park has a very kind of um, homegrown parade, and um, the lo- local pals, and plus JB Prisker also. Was uh, in the parade And they come by the, the condo And I saw the um, police they, they go down
1: your street? Yeah Oh they wow, could, how convenient come right
2: Yeah, it's great And uh, they had a bunch of little girl uh, Little black girls from Kenwood High School That really looked more like hookers Than little bar- uh, majorettes and stuff But they were cute I, I dug it
1: uh, That there's some So everything about that description is just so wrong
2: Well, I mean, just being accurate.
1: Okay, so you saw... So
2: we watched a, a parade. parade. We got lots of little political leaflets and fans. Um, did you get your fan?
1: Oh, is that for me? Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought somebody just left it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Wow. So you can that.
2: fan yourself now. Oh. Isn't that cool?
1: There's always someone, someone a teacher in, in my grade school that would always say something goofy like, you know, the more you fan yourself, the hotter you get, you know, because of the action.
2: So, did you say, hey, bitch, I'll decide uh, what makes me hot?
1: I did, yes. Okay. (laughs) Rest assured. Um, All right, well, uh, parades. That's so American of you. Although, I I can't say that because I did something very American.
2: Let me explain something. You know, a lot of people think, yes, I criticize my country all the time because my country pisses me off all the time. There is no greater patriot in this country than me, and I'll tell you why. Because I dare to criticize it because I want to make it better. You're right. You're, I, you're I remember right. when I lived in, in California, you'd see a lot of that. Uh, America, love it or leave it. So I got a bumper sticker that said, America, change it or lose it. I should have said motherfuckers. But then the cops fucked with me.
1: Yeah. I, no, I agree. You're You're doing the exact things our founding fathers did. Exactly. So I'm, I applaud your efforts. Precisely. Um, I also did something very American. I went to the Cubs game.
2: No, that, should did something very gay.
1: What? Baseball and apple pie. Where, that's, where, what my, where, 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 that's what my, that's what my 4th of July involves. And Cubs, beer.
2: Where do the Cubs play? What, what neighborhood? What do they call it? What the that? hell
1: does that matter? What
2: do they, what do they call I said It's we, Wrigleyville. So, Wrigleyville. Boys Town.
1: And? Your point?
2: My point is that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, the gay, with gay athletes.
1: No. There's not. There isn't. Well, I don't understand what the point of your...
2: I just think the gayness overrides the uh, patriotism. of your
1: audio tree.
2: No, I'm not out of my tree.
1: I'm just calling it as I see it. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't talk about that anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I hope everyone enjoyed our last podcast with our guest how- Ukraine how could they Mike. Not,
2: how could they not enjoy that?
1: Well, it was an interesting discussion. I will say that we need to start recording like having like B-sides and start recording the post-podcast conversation, podcast conversations, because that was a good one too. Mike was very proud of himself
0: for he a was. job well
1: done. Yeah, he decided that maybe he should be a frequent uh, guest, <laughs> <laughs> like I like every week.
2: Well, w- yeah. <laughs> well, we'll point, have a we'll have him back on To the though.
1: point where I think he's gonna go buy his own little mic and stand and headset so that he can be well, ready with his case at any and all times.
2: He might get a little discouraged when he sees his. Um, blog post like maybe 8 or 9 people were li- just following him that could be be discouraging
1: well i think it was a good conversation overall um and that was it was i like having guests around and of i think course. he was he was a good one he was a good one
2: we have a very interesting one tonight a very well, hard to get, get one to
1: let's just get to it cuz yeah. you're anxious i think he's anxious well
2: he is anxious <laughs> uh, let me let me make this intro okay for quite more m- m- a whole lot of people have contacted me. That when are you going to have Street Jimmy on your your show? And I said Street Jimmy's not the kind of guy that's just gonna come on your show. He's you. He's going to have to have reasons. Um, he he he's a fairly pr- very private guy. He's a Lone Ranger basically. He's a Lone Ranger.
1: Even Lone Ranger had a sidekick.
2: Yeah, but he he he, he, he doesn't even have a Tonto. He's he's a Lone Ranger, and um, so getting him was not easy but what finally got Jimmy to come on just for a brief period of time he's going to be on but he he said he, he's a very tough guy, made very specific uh, stipulations when I mentioned that Beyonce is a big fan of our, our, our blog and she gives us fan mail and stuff podcast? Which, I mean our podcast god damn, I, yeah I can't get that um, so she she's a big fan, and we all love her. I mean,
1: she's amazing. Believe me, I mean, can't wait to see her at Soldier Field.
2: I mean, that broad makes my toes rock hard. I mean, she's hot.
1: Your toes?
2: That's how hot she is. So um, anyway, about two years ago, Street Jimmy's birthday, I believe, is April second. Third, I'm sorry.
1: By the way, just for a, a quick second, because we do have a lot of listeners who are not regulars, who don't come out to the bar, who don't read your blog, believe it or not. So we need to let people know who these who these folks are. So Street Jimmy.
2: Street Jimmy is a legendary uh, old town uh, personality. And Jimmy is, is, first of all, Jimmy's an amazing looking guy. He really doesn't do much exercise, but he's got really seriously well-defined muscles. Very good-looking gentleman. You'd never guess that he's closing in on 60. He's got
1: some serious I say, pecs.
2: I would say maybe, yeah. yeah, he's got serious pecs. I would say that he, um, I, I mean, I'd say he does look at a day older than 42. I think
1: he's blushing. I've never seen this yeah, happen. he is
2: blushing, yeah. But he's an attractive <laughs> guy. I mean, come on. There's no getting around it. And... Um, So, and he's a chick magnet. I mean, you know, because the bitches do. You know, he's got no shortage of bitches out there. And some of them actually give him money. I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to say who. not going to say who or why. And, um, (laughs) so Jimmy's just, he's got a real style. I mean, he, he, and, uh, he's street. I mean, because he dresses street, but he's cool. He's got his own sense of style. And, um... He, he takes care of business. He takes care of business.
1: And he's been hanging out at the ale House around you well, for, been, for how long?
2: He's been hanging around the street for, what, about 15 years? 10? 20, 20. 20 years, yeah. Now, a lot of people, Jimmy, I mean, a lot of people, I could last maybe two weeks on the street. That would be it for me. And then put me in the winter, maybe 12 hours. Jimmy, shakes it off. He he he, he doesn't mess around. What? I wind? Her, Forty below zero? Fuck it. So uh, that's Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy's an amazing guy. And maybe once in a while he gets a little sniffle.
1: He's a warrior.
2: He's beyond that. Jimmy. Jimmy is a one of a kind. Sui generous. I mean, he, There's. That's a definitely one of a kind. So anyway, in my blog, I've written about Jimmy a lot. A lot. Oh, yes. Fact, I would say he's a central character. Bourdain. That's why Bourdain's right. favorite alehouse personality, who he identified more with than any other personality, was Street Jimmy. And that's the first guy he wanted to meet when he showed up at the alehouse. Where's Street Jimmy? Well, Jimmy was sleeping on the bench.
1: So, so he's not only a chick magnet, he's a celebrity magnet.
2: Oh, he's well known. God knows he's well known. Yeah, and not, well, speaking of celebrity, man, and this is why Jimmy would like to talk. About uh, two years ago on his birthday, April third, we got a call. The alehouse got a phone call. It was Beyonce. She wanted. She'd been reading about Jimmy on my blog. She wanted to wish him a happy birthday, and I think she secretly kind of wanted to kind of help him out. She kind of, um, Jimmy's giving me kind of strange, I have no idea what it was telling me right now. But anyway, I'm not going to go beyond that. But she definitely, well, here's the problem. The phone was handed to Jimmy and said, Beyonce, I hand, yeah, I guess I handed it to, yeah, it was given to me by Grace. You answered
1: the phone and it said, hi, no, it's
2: Grace, Beyonce. No, Gracie, Gracie answered the phone and she got the call from Beyonce. So she comes down, Jimmy's up in the window. So I Grace hands me the phone. I'm sitting at the bar stool by the window. Grace hands me the phone and she says, Beyonce wants to talk to Street Jimmy. I'm like, holy shit. So I hand Jimmy the phone. I say, Jimmy, Beyonce wants to talk to you. Well, here's the problem. Jimmy didn't know who the fuck she was. What? No. At the time.
1: Who, who Know who Beyonce is? He
2: didn't know. So, anyway, Beyonce Beyonce tells Jimmy, Happy birthday, Jimmy. Did she, did she sing happy birthday? Are you are you talking to the mic? Talking.
0: She sang me a song. She sang saying, happy birthday, sweet Jimmy. Jimmy. And I appreciate that, Beyonce. Yeah, but you didn't know who she uh, was. So, I, wait, did, I didn't know. I thought somebody time was playing
2: games. Well, you, you say this is But do you, you know what this is. But she is? sang beautiful, this didn't is she? Beyonce. She sang and beautiful. And it sound
0: like you. Yeah. Uh, damn, but that tripped me out. And I didn't mean to the phone up. Well, that was natural. That was kind of my fault. You hung up on her? I didn't mean to hang the phone up well, that was, on yeah. that was so wait, my you who passed it just for you to speak to Bruce, and Bruce was talking to other people, and he accidentally
2: hung the phone Well, I didn't know. Not knowing that it was you. And, and, That's how and, that was. Well, no, but, he, but let me explain a little more. I If Jimmy would have said she wants to talk to you, I would have said, look, Jimmy is kind of shy sometimes, and he would he's a big fan of yours. He loves you, I mean, and he's so grateful you called and all this shit. But instead, I didn't know that, so I, I just hung up on her. So I'm sure she was real pissed off.
1: So she never called back?
2: Uh, she called back once, and Jimmy when? wasn't here. She called back about a year ago. Jimmy wasn't here. And um, she, she left a message, but she didn't give a phone number. Well, do you blame no,
0: her? Well, Jimmy, what? I'd like to see you, Beyonce, again, you know, because. Uh, again, you haven't I didn't, seen her. I didn't mean to. I didn't, mean to uh, hang, hang, uh, I didn't hang the
2: phone up on you. No, I did. I take First full responsibility. Of
0: all, uh, Bruce hung the phone up on you. And I, you know, I passed it to him, but he didn't. He was talking to more people, and he. That threw him off, you know, and that's why he did it. It was an accident. It was an accident. It was a very the, big accident. Right. And uh, I'd like to see you again, and I appreciate you singing me that happy birthday song, Beyoncé.
2: It was a beautiful And moment. I'd like
0: to see you again personally.
1: Personally.
2: Like, I would like to like see Beyonce, you. Like Beyoncé, next time you're in Chicago. Please.
1: August, yes. mid-August.
2: Maybe if Jimmy, you sent Jimmy a ticket.
1: August 17th.
2: I'd like to, to go precise. with Jimmy. I'd like to be his date.
1: Why do you get to be his date? Maybe
2: back go backstage. No, I ain't on Jimmy's talking to the microphone. Well, uh, you yeah, have like to bring a date. Oh. See
0: you again, Beyonce. Beyonce. Jimmy you like? Cannon
2: would like to see you. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Maybe could you sing her a little song? Like something like Barry White? So
1: he sounds like Barry White. We've always said yeah.
2: that. I would love to see you again. What, what you? What's one of you, you like? Al Green. Could you sing an Al Green? A little, just a, a few lines, kind of give her the. No, you don't feel like singing? Come on, man. I'm sorry I hung up on Say Be something.
1: Say something sweet and sexy but the way you were earlier.
0: Thank you for singing me a happy birthday song. That's that sounds like I get to say Beyonce. Later.
2: Later.
1: Later. Later.
2: Is that it? All right. Jimmy's signing off, Beyoncé. Okay, but, well. But uh, I think that you got the message across loud and clear. Okay.
1: Are you leaving us, Jimmy? Yeah.
2: Jimmy's got to have a cigarette. He's just okay. going nuts out there. He's, All right. Well, uh,
1: thanks for this treat, Jimmy, for joining us. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Jimmy. Watch out for the wires. Watch out for the wires, He's Jimmy.
1: making a quick departure. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, that was, I mean, uh, you, you know, Jimmy is a very private guy. And I think it's, I think the real reason, um, because Jimmy has a very interesting life, and there's a lot of great stories there, but Jimmy is a little bit worried about his reputation in the community. And he's kind of, oh, I'd say a little shy about people knowing that he smokes crack, even though everybody sees him smoking crack. So He thinks people don't know? Yeah, he thinks it's a big secret. Oh, wow. And he's had, you know, well over 100 arrests. So, you know, it's not really a great secret in the community. Yeah. But he he does feel his reputation is important, and um, he's reluctant. You know, I mean, I think, I, w- I would love to just discuss his um, his four or five years in state, though. I think that was quite And one of, one of the great interesting anecdotes was he was walking across, second time he was in, he was walking across his yard, and guess who he bumped into? One of his brothers. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: How long ago did you actually meet Jimmy? I, uh,
2: I met him as soon as, I, as soon as he was on the street, because was I caught him stealing some uh, eight-tracks. I chased him down the street, caught him. He became a flying tackle because he wouldn't throw, throw away the t- eight-tracks. Eight and, um... Hey, look, I said, Jimmy, nobody steals 8-tracks. These are crap. I don't know what the hell you're doing. But we kind of became friends after that.
1: And then he just started walking into the bar every now and then?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, he's been thrown out of every place. And right now, currently, he's... He was allowed a special exemption to come in for the uh, for the radio show. But, um... He,
1: this is the first time he was allowed back in the bar, and uh,
2: quite a while since he had, he attacked uh, bartender Kim. He went behind the bar and tried to wrestle this phone, um, which he knows there's no way he is allowed under any circumstance to run around the bar. So that was a real no-no. And um, but I do because I don't want to punish myself, so I let him come in Mondays to help me clean the bar.
1: You pay him to clean the bar. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why he shows up
2: on Mondays, only Mondays.
1: Correct, and oh, sometimes yeah. he doesn't show up. He do-
2: Yeah. Well, he's not, especially in the winter, because Jimmy, uh, he can't sleep behind the dumpsters and stuff. Then, so Jimmy sleeps on the L a lot of times, and of course, waking up in the morning at the correct L stop is very difficult. So mm. he misses more often than not in the winter he misses. Yeah. For
1: but he's more consistent in the summer, so that's something. Oh yeah,
2: because well, he doesn't have to, you know, go to extreme measures of sleep.
1: That's something. Um, well, that I'm, I'm glad we got Jimmy for the, you know, handful of minutes that we got him because well,
2: they were great minutes. So. <laughs> because and I think it's important. Hopefully, Beyonce, if you're listening, <laughs> you give him another chance.
1: I hope she does. Maybe, I hope so. maybe. He'll get tickets to her I, well,
2: show. Who's her? Who's her boyfriend? Or husband. Husband. Jay Z. What is? What's? He's a rapper, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I think Jay Z might be a little jealous of Jimmy. You
1: think? I think I mean, so. He is in good shape.
2: Jimmy, I'm think. I'm sure Jimmy's a much better jumping. Jump as in long the as he doesn't show
1: up with a crack pipe. Jay Z. Well,
2: I from what I've heard about Jay Z, he ain't
1: Mr. Perfect. Uh, I don't know anything about that stuff, really. I mean, I know who these people are and I know some of their music, but I don't know any of, like their personal lives and shit because I don't really like that I follow that gossip stuff.
2: Well, I, it's the only. Do you? Thing Do you? I, it's, yeah, it's the only thing I care about. Okay, I, I but think, you didn't know who Jay Z was. Well, no, but I think he was unfaithful. Whoever her husband that, was.
1: But you know all this stuff.
2: Why well, know you that? You
1: said last week that all men are unfaithful.
2: No, some men don't have the courage to be unfaithful. They're afraid. It's courage. They're so pussy whipped that they're afraid.
1: Whatever. Yeah, it takes courage. Maybe they're just nice guys. You know, you Speaking of nice guys. You don't want to
2: wake up in the morning with super glue attra- uh, attached to your dick.
1: That's happened to you?
2: It's been threatened, but I know it's happened <laughs> to other people. <laughs> Wait, what's
1: the worst thing that's ever happened to you that some girl did to you?
2: One of the worst things was when I came home from the bar, right over, a place over on Well Street. Every worldly possession I had was out on the street. Oh, I remember
1: reading this in your book.
2: Yeah. That was bad. Because so, my golf clubs and all this stuff.
1: Well, and you know what? I applaud that woman. You probably deserved it.
2: Hey, they're, they're not exactly little virgins.
1: But you're a dog. By the way, I never, I'm almost... I'm, listen, you'll be really proud of me. I'm almost done with your second book. Over the weekend, I kind of laid low. I did go to another Cubs game. Um... But I kind of laid low and had some family time, and I spent the evenings before bedtime reading your book.
2: Where, where are you at in the book?
1: Uh, you've already been to California. You already went that pat with that Patty girl. Patty,
2: Patty White, yeah. Patty White, and you, the book. You,
1: yeah, and this is why this is reminding me of all this stuff, because you had a girlfriend, Heidi.
2: Yeah.
1: And then you decided that, oh, well, this other girl's...
2: But kind she, of fun,
1: and I'm gonna to go to California with her instead, even though you were living with Heidi. I mean, come on,
2: you're, you're not even halfway through because uh, no, I'm
1: ban all that stuff, you're already back in Chicago anyway. No, everyone read his book, books. books um, yeah. but I'm just saying there are things that you do in
2: well, but I'm not a perfect uh, boyfriend, <laughs> I'm not, I admit that, especially okay. when I was young. I mean, I like I said, I, I mean, I my, my dick would get hard at the sight of the crotch of a tree. I mean, I, I wanted to fuck everything. So, I can't I mean, believe... That, that doesn't make for a good boyfriend.
1: I can't believe that the worst thing that's ever happened to you is having your shit thrown out the window.
2: Well, I mean, I've been thrown out of...
1: Well,
2: I mean, physically? I mean, like, uh, something did, abusive? Did,
1: did, yeah, did any no. girl ever punch you? Oh, fuck, Of course. Kick you in the nuts?
2: They've tried They've tried to get me in the nuts
1: Like, I want to hear some of this ridiculous stuff
2: Well, it's, I mean, it just blends I mean, yeah women, <laughs> women can be very
1: If one fades into the other yeah. By the way, that's Rock and Roll Ruth in the background Cackling because you're so absurd
2: Well, she knows, first of all, how, how, how wonderful I
1: She What is it? What do you say about Rock and Roll Ruth? She
2: fell out of the lucky tree Into every branch on the way down <laughs> yeah,
1: That's yeah. what I say I about... remind
2: her of that a lot <laughs>
1: Oh, poor Rube.
2: No, I mean, yeah. I mean, women have reacted violently to me and punched me. I've been hit with a j- fact, oh, I'll tell you the worst. The Heidi. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I used to hustle golf and make... make, uh, make-
1: also, give me... Uh, I like timeline. so give me about time. That would be time.
2: early 60s. Okay. And I was living right around the corner of the bar now over here on Wheeland Street. And <coughs> I forget how she caught me... She, somebody read me out or something. Anyway, I wake up in the morning. I don't know how she found out about something. But anyway.
1: What's the something? No,
2: actually, no. It was in the evening. She was cooking dinner. And so she was making, I don't know what she was making, but she had a big, heavy skillet. And she accused me of something. And I can't remember exactly what. But anyway, she was pissed. She normally was fairly, not have that bad temper, but she was capable. This was really rough. She had this scalding hot skillet, and I didn't have my shirt on. So I had just come home from the golf course. I was hungry. So I was, smelled great. I think she was cooking pork chops. So... I forget what she accused me of. And I said, you know, all of a sudden, she made a fake like she was going to hit me with a skillet. So I raised my hands up in the air. And then she came in low and got me in the ribs. With the hot skillet? With the hot skillet. It was a burn. She cracked about three ribs. I couldn't play golf for the rest of the summer. Man, that was painful. How
1: did that not come to mind first before your clothes being thrown out a window?
2: Well, I mean, my, my, my ex... Indy, Indy did a lot of violent stuff to me, too. She hit me with stuff.
1: This is your girlfriend in California?
2: Yeah, Dutch-Indonesian girl. She,
1: and what did she, she do?
2: She, she would hit me with stuff and break, you know, stuff I liked. Um, She'd lock me out of the house. At, you know, I'd come home too late. I'm out. We were living out in Forest Knolls, out in the middle of nowhere. I become, you know, I've been drinking all night in San Francisco, so I make the long drive, and all of a sudden, the, all the lights are out, all the doors are locked. So I mean, one time I, I threw a rake through the window so I could get in, but then that was ridiculous because she was not going to let me sleep. She just kept whacking me and hitting me, so I couldn't sleep. So I just had, to, and then we had to pay somebody to come and put those... Yeah, I mean that was bad. She was. Yeah,
1: these are these are bad things, but. Well, the ribs,
2: I, are the ribs, really. I mean, yeah, that, that put should me be your number one story. Oh well, You need I mean,
1: to you need to really reprioritize your brain files because that's up there. Well, I mean, that hurt. Yeah. I
2: couldn't put you on.
1: I clearly wasn't there in the early 60s, and clearly you had all these when, girls. When, who, when
2: did you move in the neighborhood? What year, when you were a little girl?
1: I was born in the neighborhood. Yeah, what year? 73.
2: Oh, hell. Oh, I was... Yeah, I was in California in 70s. I didn't get back here until 76. So you were three years old when I arrived back in mm-hmm. Um
1: Again, I wasn't around to see all this stuff or meet these ladies, but I'm going to go on a limb and say they probably deserved it.
2: Well, I mean, I don't think violence is the answer.
1: No, it's never the answer.
2: Well, it is sometimes. Um, but, but I just think that. Just throw me out! Throw me out without fucking frying pan in my ribs.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's bad. But again, hmm, but it's interesting that you say they all kind of like meld together. Well, I all mean, the girls and all the heartache and all the violence and all the well, stupidity. Well, you you
2: you're no stranger to a little drama. No,
1: there's right everyone there. has drama, but I okay. feel like yours is like a constant thread.
2: No, it's not. With these women, rock and roll, Ruth thinks I hang the moon. Come on.
1: Oh my God, we need to put rock and roll, Ruth. We gotta take the mic and the headphones are set up, Ruth. No, see, no,
2: but I'll tell you, I'll tell you the difference. Here's the difference. I finally found a girl that's nice to me.
1: Oh my God, you are such. You have your life is horrible. I'm sure all these years you've had mean girls only. I've tried
2: everything else, but nice.
1: And it works Uh-huh yeah. Uh-huh Uh-huh Well I'm sure we're going to talk about this On a regular basis Especially I'm, as About what? Your um, How shall I say this? Your lack of uh, you I want to I'm not going to say lack of respect for women no, but
2: All the time lack Nobody of, has more respect for women <laughs> I I and, and they break my heart constantly why why,
1: I, my, I guess my question is Why could you never just choose To stay committed to one Because I love woman. pussy Well then don't have a girlfriend Well
2: Easier said than
1: done <laughs> no, It's not yeah. Just don't have a girl. say, You know what I'm not really a relationship kind no. of guy But if you'd like to have fun Let's have fun Oh
2: right That's going to work Oh well, that I'm hey, sure it we'll hey, hey bitch I, I don't want a relationship. I just want to bang you. i okay.
1: I'm sure right. there are women yeah. out there who want to do the same thing or want it back in the day because now you're not of that path.
2: Yeah, that's not how you talk to women. You, first of all, the way you talk to women is you flab with them. You tell them how wonderful they are. And, they, and then you you try to listen to them. You try. Now, yeah. Now, that was one thing. When I got older, <laughs> these little cute little bim, you know, little noob fats, yeah, you want to fuck them, but my God, thinking about talking to him for maybe you know, three minutes or four. that's what I love what that Hollywood producer said when he got caught in Heidi Places um the 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 Madam's book. Yeah. And somebody said, You could fuck any woman in Hollywood, why would you hire hookers? She says, You don't get it. I don't hire him to come over, I hire him to leave. And I can totally understand that. And by the way, that's what got William Kennedy Smith in trouble and that's what got um Who's the other one that uh, taught us? I mean, when the the, women do not like being told to leave after you bang them.
1: I just maybe you were surrounded by the wrong kind of women. I don't know. Well, okay. So if you if you saw a woman that you found attractive and you wanted to have a special evening with, did you have a game?
2: Well, you know, I eventually. At first, I mean, I was. I had, I had a friend, I write about him in the books, he's named Harry Olofsky. Harry, absolutely fucked more women than anybody I've ever known. And um, he uh, his position was, if you ask 100 bras to fuck you a day, one will. <laughs> so, But that's 99 rejections. I couldn't take the rejection part. So I was... Very, and I'm, I never really moved on a chick unless she kind of made the move first. When I was young, I was talking about my twenties, even in my in my thirties, they had to kind of make. Lenny Bruce always used to say, "I need the intro," you know. He couldn't do the intro or something Now my friend, my friend uh, Harry would just stop him on the street. I mean, he would run out, he'd be in a window when he was we staying up at Cleveland at our place for a while, and he would see a hot chick walking down, he'd run down picture him and once in a while he'd bring him up and then fuck him in my bedroom They get come all over my sheets.
1: Gross, come on.
2: Well, I mean, I'm just telling you. I mean, that was a different move. But I mean, then some women slap him and, you know, do various things to him. Um, but I needed I needed the intro or you know, or they make the move. Now, when I got, I became much smoother in my, in my 40s and 50s. You know, it was all flattery. Yeah, you just tell tell a chick how amazing, wonderful she is, and so that would that would that was effective. So
1: in your twenties and thirties, you were just
2: I'd wait for tricks to hit on me, but they would. So I mean, it wasn't like you know I Okay, didn't suffer. and
1: then when you moved into your forties and fifties, you well, would then, hit on them. Yeah, well, yeah, but then they then stopped.
2: They stopped hitting. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was that. so I had to make a little effort at and, that. And point. you
1: learn to pretend to listen.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But you just gotta <laughs> It's really look, not that hard. You, you gotta be alert. Yeah,
1: yeah because is, because oh. people want to be heard. They want to have a conversation. I want to
2: hear about the fucking beauty parlor, or I want to hear well, at work I mean, about I don't know how, what about your
1: conversations about were about, so, about
2: how somebody at work was like cranky, or yeah,
1: because these are things that are happening oh, in their lives, yeah, and they but, want uh, yeah, to talk well, about it.
2: Fine, let them talk about it. I don't have to. <laughs> I couldn't take a test afterwards about what the hell they told me.
1: So how would you pretend? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Uh just uh-uh. kind of
2: nod, look, <laughs> smile. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the then, the, but then these little bimbets, bim I mean, they. God damn it! Are they stupid and boring? I mean. Yeah. I mean that was a great breakthrough for me when I got to a certain age and. Uh, please, I just can't. Honestly, This is slowly hot, but I can't. Oh, I don't
1: God. know how you even ever had a girlfriend.
2: Because I'm adorable, <laughs> that's why, and I'm interesting. You know, I bet you you of all my girlfriends, that I bet you can't find one that said I was boring. Now I believe that. And and all the married broads I they hated their fucking husbands. Their husbands are all, or they didn't hate them. If they were boring, and I wasn't boring.
1: I believe that. I believe that. Well, any, that's important. I believe that any woman who's dated you has found you. Uh, Different and creative.
2: Amuzi- amusing.
1: Amusing. Probably, yeah. You probably have added some sort of uh, excitement to their lives. Absolutely.
2: They like bad boys.
1: You know? They like bad I, I, boys. I, I mean, Just I can...
2: like bad boys. And I was a bad boy. You know, when, I'll tell you an interesting story. When I got out of jail, I came back to Chicago. I thought, you know, I try to want to keep that quiet. You know, I just got the fuck out of jail. Well, d- d- my friends knew... A, First night I'm back. I'm sitting in O'Rourke's about 8 o'clock. My friend McHugh's in there. He's talking to some woman and um, some chicken in her late 30s. Uh, all of a sudden, you were in jail. You just got out of jail. Yeah, I just got out yesterday. Really? I, I mean, I fucked her 30 minutes later. She lived right around the corner over there. Well, I, it was amazing. So, I went wait a second. What's this? So, I, you know, I, I was, hey, I just got out of the joint. Oh, you know, I just did six years in uh, San Quentin. You know, I was throwing all these prison stories and, oh, Broads loved it. I was getting pussy all over the place.
1: Which makes me wonder about what kind of women you were around because. Uh, they were called women.
2: I think that's I a, that's have a, that's never,
1: a, The idea of someone having been to prison has never been uh, sexually appealing to me.
2: I didn't think it would be. I didn't think it would be a, would be a, a you know a plus. It turned out to be.
1: Ruth, is it sexually appealing to you? She says no.
2: No. Well, I mean, now I've I've reformed. I mean, I'm 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 Mr. Mr. Perfect social person. You're
1: reformed. No, you're just 78.
2: Well, that makes you reform.
1: Funny how age. Yeah. affects your game.
2: Yeah, he's definitely. Well, no, but you're still but,
1: interesting. You're still interesting, guy. I mean, you're doing a podcast for God's sakes. Well, what do you mean, talking about people? I mean, read my blog. They read, listen to my podcast. I'm fascinating. Amazing. You're an amazing human. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm. I, but I'm. I've matured. Um, I've matured sexually.
1: What. Yeah. Uh, no, not sexually and I found, mentally. And by the way, I found emotionally maybe. I
2: found a nice I found a nice uh, woman and I, and she's very nice to me, so why, why why would I be a bad boy?
1: I mean I would hope you wouldn't be I, and by
2: the way I do get a few broads. Yeah I mean.
1: Still? Yeah. Who are they? The, the
2: little cute number with the nice tits.
1: Oh jeez. I don't. I think know think mis- you're. I is. think you're mistaking hitting oh, on for, like,
2: oh, no, in a no. sexual way. Oh, no, and no. And, like, being like,
1: oh, my God, you remind me no. of my grandpa.
2: Ask Ruth. <laughs> ask Ru- ask Ru. she She's going to get mad at you. She wa- No, she, she'll she verify. I, I, I turned it down. This chick wanted to come over to the house and help me organize and wave those little tits in my face. Anyway. Yeah, well, that just happens to be true.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, speaking of house, I walked by your old house in Old Town today, and it made me very sad.
2: Well, and they took, by the way, uh, by the way, they took down um, uh, all the beautiful, not all, but I planned all kinds of, well, the wonderful vines, I had... Uh, s- s- uh, and I've had wonderful ivy. They
1: destroy and, your garden work.
2: Well, t- t- the realtor. The, t- the realtor told no. The realtor told Toby that it would be easier to sell the which is such bullshit. I mean, I used to get stopped, and I'd be working in that little garden out there, and people said he's got the neatest garden on the whole street. So I have, I have no respect for people with their aesthetics.
1: Are you, um, anyway, it made me sad because Bruce, as his go to girl, I have to go to his house and fix shit all the time. I know, but
2: I like it in Hyde Park, though. I know,
1: but it was so easy for me to get to your other house, and I spent a lot of time there, and now it's just.
2: That's why why, uh, it's all about you. you It is, it is. When Uh it
1: comes to fixing your stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you filling your garden void in any way? you don't have a garden in oh, your place.
2: No, and I have no intention.
1: Why wouldn't you get, like, little flower boxes or planting I've boxes?
2: done my gardening. I did. The place in Forest, um, in Forest north California, I planted over 300, 400 trees, all the kinds of Japanese maples, uh, uh, azaleas. And, Maybe you
1: should know. go volunteer at, like, a community garden or something. No,
2: fuck that. i got too much on my plate. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> and then out in... Um, the uh, dunes. I planted another. I think, well over two hundred trees out there, and, mm-hmm. and so we're, in fact, we're going to go out. We have a um, family reunion on this weekend, and Ruth and I are gonna, on the way out. I will stop by the dunes to see how what's still going on with my fantastic with ar- my arboretum. Yeah. Um.
1: Let's. You have talked about that garden quite a bit, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's still intact. Have you ever volunteered for anything a day in your life?
2: Yeah, sure. What? I was, all kinds of political stuff.
1: Well, of course, that that makes sense. But anything else? Like what? Anything. You're passionate about. Well, I'm passionate about a lot of stuff, but... Or, uh, like, maybe you should be a docent at the Art Institute. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, See, this is what I'm talking about. Dose. Your immediate reaction is so... Negative and you make this face like you're going to so, barf Toasting at
2: the Art Institute It's like I have a fucking life, killer. I mean, I write books and I write goddamn. I'm going to go down to the Art Institute And take some uh, half-wit from Nebraska And say, oh, this is a Modigliani And this, come on Anybody can do that shit
1: Alright, well, was just a suggestion
2: <laughs> That was a terrible suggestion
1: <laughs> um, I cannot believe we're almost done with the show And we've not said hello to Jordan
2: well, I mean, you know, it was a rare, and I think I think Jordan was mesmerized by having Street Jimmy. I don't, well, think, he's, I uh, say I don't that. think he's ever. <laughs> he, I don't think, he, and it's a shame we didn't have him do his Barry White imitation. Well, he kind of did it. Well, I guess. Um, but I think Jordan was really impressed with that. But we had we we had a very limited um, window very with Jimmy. Very tight window.
1: In you fact, know. now now I'm kind of understanding why you wanted to just start with Jimmy. Yes. Because he when he was done, he like bolted. Yeah, well, like, not that, even not even bolted from the mic and the table, he, he, he did, left the bar. He
2: needed cigarettes and crack real bad, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he's fizzing. He was getting real fizzing. This
1: is how I feel about french fries.
2: Do you? hmm Do you care to expound?
1: I just love french fries. Why? It's like my Achilles heel. Oprah, too. I could be, like, doing a great diet and, you know, not drinking, whatever, you know, you name it. But if I see French fries anywhere near me, it's um, I'm, I have to either exit or I'm just gonna indulge.
2: Really?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's exciting news, <laughs> folks. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: I uh, I didn't know that. And you she know, shares my she, French
1: fry addiction. She
2: shares that with Oprah. Yeah, Oprah said I she can't pass French fries up here. I didn't know that. Either. I didn't yeah.
1: know that. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna uh, conclude the show in a yeah, minute. Yeah, because, because we're gonna make hang them a on. little. Uh, Wait, what? Oh no. No. I, go, ahead. Di- go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, I, I'm, I'm always excited because you told me we have some exciting um, messages.
1: So, Mailbag, I'm going to conclude today's show with Mailbag, where we talk about any messages we received. And we have received uh, maybe like two or three messages um, all saying the same thing. And I got to say, and they're criticisms, which I'm happy about. And I will say, after having heard them or seen the messages... Then my immediate reaction was, I absolutely agree. And the messages about our podcast were all started out very positive. A, love the show. It's great. You guys are great. But it's too long.
2: And I think that's a very valid criticism. Yeah, but you
1: don't stop talking.
2: Well, I have so much to say, but that's why your job is to control things. I know. You know, I Well, mean, I'm trying
1: my best here.
2: Well, you could try a little harder, maybe.
1: So we're going to do our best to... Uh, the shows have been running an hour 10, an hour 15. Our original goal was an hour. So we're going to try to stay within that 50-minute...
2: I suggest 45. 40, yeah,
1: 45 to 50-minute window. We're already past that, I think, a little bit. But um, I just want to wrap up uh, by saying appreciate all the comments. Um, please keep sending them in. You can send them to me at email, Liz at com, Or find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram... Um, you can also comment right within the podcast So if you look at SoundCloud or iTunes and you're listening You can actually just add a comment within each episode So feel free to comment there You can even send comments at Bruce's blog
2: Yeah, you can I have, Some people have trouble Like, well, I'm not going to rip um, Buzzkill this over his horrible blog this week oh, We can do that next week And, and his horrible explanation his little self-serving whining explanation why he said produced such a lousy uh, Sunday blog. Well,
1: uh, Buzzkill's blog was not the best, but he's a it little bit. It was terrible. He's a little bit. Tired. I told him.
2: I told him to. Oh, poor little sweet. What did he say blog. about it? Oh, no, that we're going gonna to cut it short. Let that, okay, that, all that right. that'd be a, a tease for next week when, right. when I rip um, Buzzkill.
1: Were you happy with my blog this week?
2: Oh God, I was excited about that. That was really.
1: Are you being a jerk right now? No. Okay.
2: No. I, put you put, a lot of, I put
1: a lot of effort into I it. I could
2: tell. It's, it's very easy to tell when you put a little effort in. <laughs>
1: um, okay, good. I'm glad. Um, so
2: anyway, we love Jordan. I mean, Jordan's me amazing.
1: We can't he, do this without we, him at we all. We can And
2: by the way, we're doing this on a Monday night because we're fitting in with Jordan's schedule. No, it's actually my schedule. Oh, you lying! I little, didn't lie to
1: you. I said. You little, I
2: said. No. Nope. This is where you make shit up. You little vixen! I sent you. You a told message. me Jordan nope. could only do it on my I did not. Oh, you what a liar! Look, your nose is actually growing. Look, everyone.
1: <laughs> Yours is glowing. What does that mean?
2: I just. I thought. I believe.
1: I was stupid
2: <laughs> enough your, to believe. Your.
1: Your nose is bleeding now.
2: I. I, I think. Well. <laughs>
1: um. No. I said we have a scheduling conflict and. That was it.
2: You said Jordan. No.
1: I said Jordan can make Monday now.
2: You said Jordan. I have
1: a very important exhibition meeting tomorrow night. Anyway, ladies Ladies and
2: gentlemen, she's a little pathological.
1: Oh, brother. You know what? I learned from the best.
2: You didn't learn well because this is, (laughs) I I would have never, this would (laughs) never. I didn't lie, but I didn't lie. This would never have been exposed. This is why these things are too long. If I lie, if I lie, if I lie, nobody's going to know.
1: Yeah, if you lie, you're getting fucking hot skillets in your ribs. That's the difference.
2: Well, the problem was, I probably didn't lie. That might be why I got Mm. the hot skillet.
1: Um, I do want to quickly uh, do a little plug for the fact that um, I'm going to be in New Orleans on Saturday for an event uh, at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum. Um, We're going to have the official release of our collaborative beer between the two cities called the Two Levees. And we're going to have some music and some beer and a quick conversation about the beer. And we're going to have appetizers that meld the uh, historic cuisine of the of two cities. Um, so go to the uh website for more information about it. But if anyone is out there in uh, New Orleans and wants to come out on Saturday afternoon please do so I, Kevin from New Orleans is actually going to well, be my guest
2: and a big shout out to Kevin uh, from New Orleans because he that was a great blog his initial uh, guest blog was last Saturday I believe and it was true I mean he's a he's a professional writer wrote two really good novels and uh, and he's a and he's a journalist in New Orleans so very happy to have him on board. If even if it's only for a month or two, yeah. I'm really looking forward to him. And I
1: also want to do a quick thank you to uh, Kevin because he is a professional journalist in New Orleans. Um, he actually wrote, had uh, one of his other journalists write about the event for his publication. Oh, nice! Of yeah, and that was well, he's the, a super nice. Yeah, guy. that came out uh, uh, yesterday, and it's also going to appear. His name is
2: Kevin Allman, by the way. Yes,
1: Kevin Allman. Um, and it's also going to appear uh, on, in print on Wednesday at a couple in a couple other newspapers in New Orleans. So anyway, just come out and have some beer and uh, some talk some history and culture with us at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans this Saturday. Um, rock and roll Ruth, thanks for hanging out with us and always being on point and and really kind of wrangling jimmy this this yeah. show yeah, so she, she was really
2: her job was to <laughs> keep him in one spot. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, we could not do this without you. We can't. No. Um, Say goodnight, genius.
2: Goodnight, genius.
1: We'll catch everyone next week. Thanks for listening.
0: There we go. See? Give me one while you can't.